Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Last night it was a very big show. It Spanned was. across the generations, they're saying. It was iconic. Celine Dion returned to New Zealand after 22 years of mm. absence. And she bought the house down. I went last night with my mum and my sister and my auntie. Loved it. it I can imagine there's a lot of, uh, you know, mum, sister, auntie combos there. Yes. Hey, there would be. Yeah. We it were coming back on a plane from Wellington, full of mums, sisters and aunties. Oh, it was a great night. Well, you, I, like, I was like, hang on, I've missed a joke. There. No, it's not a joke. Oh, I'm just imagining oh. it seems like a show yeah. that you'd go with your mum, your sister yeah. and your auntie. For a second there, I was like, hang on, has he just said a joke and I have not got it? No. Okay, so what happened was uh, I went and the entire time I was looking for Dan because producer Dan... Hey. Is the biggest Celine Dion fan. You, you, you went, you flew to Las Vegas once yep. uh, with a whole group of mates, and you went yeah. by yourself to Celine. Pay three hundred bucks. I'm day one, baby. Day one. <laughs> He's a celiac. He's yeah. the head of the celiac. Team the Celine, actually. Team Celine. Is that the fan club? Do you pay an annual free. membership? For uh, no, it's free. But you know, you have to be. You have to prove that you're a Celine Dion. <laughs> How do you prove you're a Celine Dion? Oh, you just have to prove you've got menopause. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I shouldn't be taking the piss out of Celine. She's my favourite artist in the world. Like, my dream, because I like V8 supercars as well. We've said this before. Yeah. My dream is to have a V8 supercars event where Celine Dion performs. It. Oh, wow. <laughs> no one would enjoy but you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine telling all the bloody Woodstock drinking mulleted bogans. Yeah. And now Celine Dion. You know. It was amazing where I was sitting because it was kind of the side of the stage and she has an auto cue in case she forgets her words. Yeah, you'd need so an auto cue for all the, the amount like, of repertoire you have. It was like a big karaoke. So every time I was like, oh, I don't know this song, but everyone else did, I just looked at, I was following her lyrics. It's like, yeah, I definitely know all these songs. I don't want to have a go at Celine. I mean, she's a legend, but she is, surely she's learned the words to her songs Heaps over her 30 year career. James Corden learns someone's songs every week. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. But even Beyonce does it. If, if Beyonce forgets the words to a song, she just goes, hey, 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 until she remembers what bit she's up to. Oh, it's that's... very common. Um, but Dan yeah. cried twice at the show last night. I didn't cry. He I didn't cried cry twice. At at the show last night and we've got some audio proof supplied by uh, his mum. You went here with your mum, Jules, and <laughs> yeah, she, we're, we're she with seemed us this. And my auntie. She oh. recorded. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's so emotional, eh? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I look like a wreck. Like a snot factory. <laughs> It's embarrassing because no one likes to see a grown man cry. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I, I saw Dan after the show and he looked like he he looked like he'd cried. He's like the like the puffy face, <laughs> yeah, the I look red like, eyes. I look like I've been at a funeral. <laughs> You look, you look ex- like today. You look like exhausted. You yeah, I, like I woke up this morning. I was very, very tired. Almost like it was. Weird. It's like I'd aged. I, I turned into the age of like a fifty-year-old lady. <laughs> well, you've got one living inside you. <laughs> yeah, I do. What is it? That, what is it about Celine that brings you to tears? Because I remember I went to a Beyonce concert and yeah. I got very emotional the first time I saw her. Because I was like, she's a real person. What was it for you? I think it's just that she's As so a man in his early twenties. Yeah. What is it about Celine Dion? It's the voice. It's the fact that she's very, she's quite real. You know, she's quite um, relatable. You know, with that six hundred million dollar fortune, you can you can sort of relate to her. <laughs> Do you know what I love about her? Though? What I did love about her, and it's very uncommon for you know the indus- people in that industry. She didn't have an ounce of Botox or filler in her face. No, she's she's which just I thought, which is very weird. But usually with those pop stars, their faces mm. do not move. But she was looked so beautiful, and she didn't have an ounce of anything. Mm. I saw awesome. a photo of Cher. 
I don't think they can tighten her face anymore. <laughs> they have pulled back that lady's face so far. I reckon when Sheer was doing Mamma Mia, one person's job is just to hold her loose skin at the back. <laughs> oh, oh, no. If that's what makes her feel good, then that's she can right. do it. That's yeah. right. It's 2018. I, you know. I'd hold, your, I'd hold your skin back, Dan, <laughs> yeah. when you got saggy skin. No, oh, thanks, I'm glad, Dan, thanks, you enjoyed it. Um, you yeah. can take a leaf out of your bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I pay someone to hold my skin back. <laughs> hey, but if you do get a cheese paying again on Tuesday night, if you get a chance to go and you've got a spare like 100 bucks, go, because you won't regret it, All even right. if you're oh, not a fan. She's but. a struggling artist. She needs the money. <laughs> she needs the money. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. So we went to, uh, Ben and I had a romantic getaway to Wellington on the weekend. You guys never invite me on the romantic getaways. No, we yeah. just need some time for us. We do. We don't have. <laughs> When, when am I going to get some loving in this relationship? Ben comes to the Queenstown trip in, in two weeks' time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we went to oh. Wellington. We're like emceeing an event uh, for a travel company in Papa, the National Museum. Oh, you said it was amazing. It was fun. Yeah, it, it was, was bloody fun. good. And so the thing was, they had a stage, they had a black curtain behind the stage, then behind the black curtain, absolute darkness. Okay, but it was the museum. Wow. And so at some stage through the night, I uh, ran back into the pits that was absolute darkness. Yeah, behind the stage, as you do in between stuff. Yeah. And um, I ran head first. <gasps> Not into the dinosaur? No. Oh, thank God. At full pace into a giant soldier's hand. Oh, no! Because <laughs> they've got that big, uh, like, the Peter Jackson Weta... The Weta Workshop one. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up with an egg. <laughs> so it was the size of an egg on the top of my forehead. He came back on stage and he stood out the corner of his mouth. He's like, have oh, I got an egg on my head? And I was like, oh, my God, you do you too. Do like, I can still see it. I've got an egg head already. It was like an egg on an egg. <laughs> like a bulging golf ball with blood streaming it's out of his face. Two eggs, sunny side up. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, you are right, mate. <laughs> Thanks. But uh, last week, I'd like to uh, just remind you um, of a phone topic that I brought to the table. Have you made love to a ghost? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I hooked up with the ghost, yeah. 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 The masses, you were against me, usually like we're never gonna get any calls on this. That's very we true. We didn't believe that was gonna happen. No. Uh but it's made international news headlines. We, got, it has. we had a lady that phoned up and um yeah, and she shared her experience, which was awesome that she did it. Um and she's still making love to her ex boyfriend who passed away, sadly. And that story's been picked up by international media, which yeah. in the UK, Europe. So Russia. What do, you, what do you think? Okay, this international means? headlines. So you're taking the credit for this? The ghost screwing community. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I've got a new topic. Okay, so you think because you okay, so you're taking your <laughs> yeah. egghead story, yeah. and because you had international headlines, you think now you can just do any willy-nilly and we right. have to just go with it. Okay, now this one's going to get us to Afghanistan. <laughs> okay, what? you want to go Kabul? We'll be in the Kabul Daily. What's here's here's the topic. What have you whacked your head on? Oh, no. <laughs> so you have had a head injury. This, <laughs> this is literally one step away from oh, 100 the edge, what's your favourite milkshake? Yep, yeah. it is, yep, it was one step away. Head whackers. Okay. <laughs> what have you whacked your head on? Bearing in mind I ran into a soldier at Tapapa. Hopefully, I, d- I hope it didn't break his finger or anything. No, I think it was quite. Fine. It was quite a lot of pace I hit him with. <laughs> uh-huh. okay. I think I have concussion. I feel like a rugby player at the end of his career. <laughs> a permanent head injury. I went over the edge. If I could just get a word in, I think he has suffered a head injury. Uh, is the edge? Uh, it's our phone number. Give us a call. What is it? What have you whacked your head on? Is that what we're doing? Do you want me to help out your pitiful phone topic? Yeah. Okay. My husband and I, when I used to stalk him, I tried to uh, show off how good I was at backyard cricket. So I'd always make my best friend Andy uh, invite him around to play backyard cricket. And I was trying to be real cool. And I bowled someone out and then I was like, oh, do you see that? Then I walked into the side of a house, clotheslined myself on the roof and like stood up and had this big gash across my forehead. (laughs) 
fair to say Bryce did not think I was that cool. But hey, that's what I whacked my head on. That's the way to man's heart. Close lining yourself with backyard <laughs> cricket. Oh, right, under the edge is the phone number. What have you whacked your head on? We're doing that. Yes, we are. Joel, welcome to the show. What did you whack your head on? Well, it wasn't that interesting. It was just the ground. The interesting thing was how badly I whacked my head. Oh, what happened? Uh, rode a motorbike off the bank. Um, got a serious head injury. Spent one and a half weeks in a coma. Um... They didn't think I'd wake up. I woke up. I'm a walking miracle. Yay. Oh, that's, ama- that's an amazing outcome. Unlike Jono, who's yeah. just got a big egg on his head. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there are a few uh, head injury traits that Jono is uh, showing at the moment. <laughs> oh, what, what do you think those are, Joel, as an expert well, on head injuries? Well, you know, from the other guys up in rehab kind of thing, you know, the just saying whatever pops into his head, you know, no filter. Um, well, it, is, it, is, it is quite a big, disgusting bald head as well. <laughs> it is, it's it a big, is. disgusting You're bald right. head. Hey, Joel, this, is, this may be a really stupid question. Apologies if it is. But um, no. when you're in a coma, is there anything you remember? Is it like do you have dreams or anything that goes on or do you just remember no. nothing? Good question. I, I, I wish I did have like an outer body experience or something. I was close enough to death that I should have. But um, no, I, I've got no memory of a week before my head injury. My last memory is at 3.30 a.m. getting my first kiss from a girl. Um, and then it's blank um, all the way for around about four months. Wow. Four months? Wow. Gee whiz. Wow. I was and in this thing called post-traumatic amnesia, which meant I couldn't build any new memories. So, wow. yeah, not that much fun. That's crazy, but That's you're crazy. all back to normal now apart from just uh, that four-month block? I, I, I'm doing great. So, oh. yeah, very thankful to God. That, oh, is, good a, on that you, is a massive relief, Joel. On, Thank you, you so much for sharing your story with us. Sarah, uh, what did you do? How did you whack your head? Got thrown off a horse into a gum tree. You got thrown off a horse? <laughs> Here we go. Ring, ring. Is that the New York Times? <laughs> I've got your latest story. So what, what spooked the horse to make it throw you into a gum tree? I don't have her anymore, but she was 18 and she got a sore back and... Of course, I was riding bareback because that's more comfortable for me personally. And she decided to go between trees and make a hard right turn, and I slammed my head into a to be, tree. to be fair, the poor horse is like, I've been carrying you for a long time, lady, <laughs> a long time. Yeah. Now, maybe that yeah. horse, maybe the horse thought you were a koala and you'd like it in there. <laughs> Oh, I don't That's think some so. some quality radio, Sharon. Good on you, Sharon. <laughs> like, did you think that... Like, how did that process work? <laughs> Were you like, I'll tell you what. This will go, this will go well. Good, <laughs> Who's had the head injury? That was a good joke. That was high-quality yeah, stuff. Was I mean, good. on the comparison of my jokes, your TV show <laughs> no, jokes, that, that was, was a, like a yeah, real... Yeah, but don't... My, any, real up there. Anything compared to our TV show is up there, so... Oh, okay, <laughs> well... Point. Oh, hey, 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 why are you still here, mate? <laughs> that horse should have thrown you off harder. Said to Sarah. Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for calling this afternoon. And uh, anything else you'd like to say to Jono? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Thanks for making that awkward, Sharon. <laughs> Could you just say, hey, love your work, mate. You're a, you're a, um, you're a hero of mine. Just say she that. She is not going to lie <laughs> on, our, say, on our radio show. you just say that for me, Sarah? Show. Just say that, bud. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll say you're a hero. Of mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You say you are a hero. Maybe. You are a hero of mine. Just with, with a bit of confidence. <laughs> no, why are you getting this done? Jono, 
you are a hero of mine. Oh, oh thank you, you Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to meet a fan. <laughs> thank you so much, Sarah. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Well, guys, strap yourselves in. I'm going to control myself because it makes me... Very angry. You always say strip yourselves and not once have you offered us a safety harness. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fault if you don't bring your own harness. Okay? Okay, we'll stop at the harness shop tomorrow, Ben. Yeah, we need harnesses. So my friend has just been away for a four-week, four-and-a-half-week holiday. She started dating a guy just before she left, and they'd been together for three, three-and-a-half months. Okay. Didn't, everything was going well. So they've been together away. for three-and-a-half months, and they're already going away for four weeks together? No, she was going away by herself. Oh, right. So they've been together three-and-a-half months. They decided they wanted to label the relationship just before she went away. They've stayed in touch the entire time. Mm. She gets back and... He oh, so picks, he didn't go... He didn't go no, with just right. her. She okay. went away, eat, pray, love trip. She then... Don't know gets, what that means, but I'm smiling politely. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds she went, relatable. She went away on a trip. You haven't seen the movie? Pre- I've, I've oh seen the God. posters for the movie. I don't know what's in the movie. Julia Roberts. She went away on a trip by herself. Okay, she went with Julia Roberts. I love so, all three of those things, by the way. <laughs> she came home. He picks her up from the airport. He's totally normal. Gives her a kiss, asks how the trip was going. She gives him a present. Toberone. Love it. That, no, a thought, Duty-free baby. A thoughtful, expensive present. Two Toberones. <laughs> okay, stop laughing now because okay. it's going to get serious. Okay. Oh, here we go. Takes her home. Right. Morning glory. Make love. He then goes to work. She stays at home on cloud nine to see her boyfriend again. Has given him a present, has made love to him that morning, is getting her admin ready for a romantic dinner that she's cooking him that night. Right. He comes back that night after work, doesn't eat the romantic dinner, and breaks up with her. Mm. Breaks Maybe up with she, her. Did she get him white chocolate when he liked dark chocolate? <laughs> no. He had every intention of breaking up with her, but said he didn't want to do it just before her trip. Um, Do it before her trip so she can pash hot Canadians on her trip. Okay. But then he, then he hooked up with her the morning she got back. Still, was going to break up with he her. He got the gift. He got the gift. He got the sexy gift. Mm. And then he went and broke up with her. You don't sleep with someone that you're about to break up with. That well, is maybe like it's this. like a final, like, oh, what do you reckon? Just, one you know, it, might, it might turn him. You know, maybe no, that's what he was doing. It is a major... What gift did she get? Well, it wasn't a bad gift. It wasn't a bad gift. Can I remember how I made love to her? Yeah, okay. I'm going to change my mind. It was a major, major dick move. Like, guys, I have no guys that have done this, and they do it. You know, they just do it because they're like, yeah, one last ride, I don't know what I'm going to get late again. So that's exactly what he did. And she could have, on that four and a half weeks, had a great time, passion some hot foreign dudes. But no, she was faithful to this guy. He pray love. The entire time. Whatever she that is. Ate, she prayed, <laughs> she loved. She didn't do any banging. Didn't no. do any no, of that. None of that was in there. No. And then comes home, gift, 60 times, and then got dumped. Well, there you go. That's a that's pretty brutal, isn't it? Is it is so I mean, brutal. She's, I'm a cold-hearted son of a gun, and I'm, I'm like, gee, that's a hell of a move. She is absolutely devastated. And I said to she her, be, yeah. which is like my ultimate breakup advice, apart from revenge, is the best revenge is a happy life. That's you know you just plus you burned down this house too, which was quite good. River it makes you feel. Well, there's good. a court case still pending on there, Jono. <laughs> is but, she an arsonist? Is not. Well, that's for the jury to decide. But I'm always like slam on some Alanis Morissette jagged little pill and 
have a better life than them. But 0800 The Edge, text to 3343. What is the best way to get over a breakup and get over it fast? Oh, as my mate always says, the best way to get over someone is to get on someone. Oh, yeah. Or oh. under if you're feeling lazy. <laughs> yeah. Or sideways if you're feeling adventurous. <laughs> oh, good on you, Adrian. That's, uh, does that work, though? Does a revenge one work? I think, well, it depends. It depends. Right. Yeah. On. Um, I tried to get over a Canadian guy once with a different Canadian guy, but then he just wanted to cuddle, so it was kind of like, this is not how I saw it's going. He just wanted to cuddle you and give you a glass of maple syrup. (laughs) (laughs) Do other Canadian stereotypes. (laughs) (laughs) Susie's on 0800 The Edge. Best way to get over a breakup is what, Susie? A girl trip. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Eat, pray, make love. How's that? Yeah, Times Times like that, you need your girls, bottles of wine, Checks before dicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it, Susie. Thank you so much, babe. The famous saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, what do you think? How do you get over a breakup? I reckon she should burn, break, and smash everything he gave her, get rid of everything to do with him, delete and block him on everything so she can't contact him and vice versa. I mean, he broke up with her in a brutal way, so mm. she should try and forget him in a brutal way. Yeah. Mm, gone the violent approach there, Sophie. Dead to me. Yeah. That's that's kind of I what mean, that's kind of what I do as well. If I ever break up with someone, I'm like, you're dead to me, and I never see them again. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, well, I actually did this myself, and I actually found it quite therapeutic, so I would highly recommend it. Apart mm-hmm. from the niggly clean-up afterwards, because you've got to clean all the well, smashed anyway, but you can deal with that later. De- yeah. de- depends. If you smash it on there... No, actually, I would encourage that. Thank you so much, Sophie. And Holly, welcome to the show. Best way to get over a breakup real quick is... Definitely binge eating ice cream and chocolate. Mm, yeah, there's nothing like a whole bag of Oreos to really mend a broken heart. <laughs> it's like super glue for the heart. Yes, I know. Oh, thank you so much. Go on, someone's texting hashtag pussy power. Now, I don't know <laughs> if mining cats for energy <laughs> is going to solve a breakup. I don't think you understand. But maybe, what, maybe it is. It might do. I mean, talk about rats in a wheel, you know, generating a lot of power. So, yeah. And on that note, I think I'm all for we'll the environment. This. If cats can pull it off, then hey. Thank you very much, Jono. Well, I'll pass it on to my friend. Thank you so much for, for your help. And, uh, if her ex-boyfriend is listening right now, just know that I'm doing the eye gesture to you where I've got two fingers going towards my eyes and then putting the two fingers towards your eyes. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. 60 seconds to find each of us throw out a ludicrous scenario and give someone 60 seconds to call us on 0800 The Edge um, to see if it's happened to them. Now, Sharon, I'm going to get you to start this because traditionally you try and sabotage this segment by no, I don't. saying you're looking for you know, plot, people who have had things happen to them the same as a plot line from a movie. Fine, that is real blasphemy, but sure. Okay, so what's today's scenario? Okay, so I would love it if anyone on 0800 The Edge or text us to 3343, we would actually know for this segment 0800 The Edge. So here's what I'm thinking. You have met the man of your absolute dreams, but he's kind of hard to, you know, get to know. Yeah. So in turn, you have given up your entire species, your family, and your voice for this man. Little mermaid. Has in- <laughs> you're half ben, fish and you're half woman. This is something that came to me in a dream, okay? And it's actually about a woman this that used to be... the for the little mermaid. She, no, she used to be a raccoon and she became a human being. Okay. Yeah, so I'll wait hunter the edge if you've ever gone from animal to human to fall in love with the man but you have no voice but one day he'll kiss you and then your voice will come back and then you have to defeat an evil queen. If that's happened to you, I 100 the edge. Okay, Ben, you're one. 
Um, well, Dom, of course, is uh, from a breakfast show, is running five marathons in five days, which is an amazing thing he's doing. Mm. Has anyone run in one single time more than a marathon? Forrest than- Gump. Okay, good call. Good. Have you just given the plot line to another movie? I think I have. I think I have. Have you ever run more than 42.2 k's in one in run running okay. setting, whatever you oh, call it? Goody, it's okay. me, Forrest Gump. I'm, I'm going to throw this one out here. 60 seconds to find anyone who's been bitten by a shark. A real-life shark. Okay, start the timer now, Chang. Good to see someone did the jaws theme. Okay. <laughs> 60 seconds to find. Have we got anyone who's been bitten by a shark who ran or walked over 40Ks or turned from a raccoon into a human and needed a kiss to start speaking properly? Who's this? Axel! I knew it was going to be a letdown from the moment I answered that call. Yeah. And I'm disappointed in myself for even going to that line. Let's go to Melanie, who's on 0800 The Edge. Uh, what do you think, Melanie? Which, uh, which one of these things can you help us with? Uh, so I did the long distance run over a marathon. Wow, okay. This is close close to what Ben wants to do. Non-stop? Yeah, yeah, non-stop. And uh, so it took 16 and a half hours. Holy. To, yeah, it's not it's not ideal situation. It's not the smartest thing I've ever done, let's be honest. But um, So, yeah, so it was to do um, an ultra marathon over in Tarawera. You ran for 16 hours non-stop? Yeah, yeah. and I'm a smoker. <laughs> How many, sig- how many ciggies did you have on the way? Uh, there was a, a good 12. Oh, did you smoke while you were running a marathon? <laughs> you know, because you stopped to love your food, so I would stop and have a smoke. <laughs> oh, God. Well, good on you for running for 16 hours. We'll ignore the, uh, the, the cigarette breaks. Oh, it's very good. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Okay, 60 seconds to find 0800 The Edge. Have you been attacked by a shark? Have you uh, run over a marathon or turned from a raccoon into a human? Who's this? Mike. What happened to you, Mike? I got bit by shark. Oh! Did you lose any limbs? No. Well, it doesn't. It's not as glamorous as it sounds. I was out kite fishing on Mirawai Beach, and one of those um, those dogfish. We pulled one of them ashore, and I didn't realise how muscular they were. And I picked it up by the tail, but it, it swung round and, and got my leg. Right. And it latched onto it. Well, yeah. No, he was he was swimming, eh? But I suppose I would be too if I'd been to. The, Dragged out of the sea. Dragged out of your home. Okay, Mike, we've had a shark attack. We've had a marathon winner. Are we going to get a raccoon into a human? Hello, 60 seconds to find. G'day, mate. I was a raccoon <laughs> one time, and then I turned into a Sharon, <laughs> you know we've noticed that you've left the studio. And then when you phone the Edge number, it comes up with Sharon Casey from your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. This is not Sharon. This is Greg from Wymitty. Okay, okay hang up on Sharon now. Okay, Scandal's along next. Uh, we, we have to ask the raccoon what's happening in Scandal. Oh, sorry, raccoon. Sorry, Greg <laughs> from uh, Taumanui. What's happening in Scandal? It's, it's Wymitty. Thank you very much. And I don't know what's coming up in Scandal because you have to ask Sharon there. Who's... Okay, we're ending this now. Play All a right. song, Chang. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Yesterday, um, we went over to visit some friends that, uh, with our dog, um, Bo. You know, a big, white, fluffy samoid that we've got. Oh, you and Jono? No, um, and my wife, Amanda. Oh, went over right. To, yeah, well, Jono and I do hang out quite a bit. We had a romantic weekend away, but yeah. we won't talk about that on radio. And our joint relationship, Dogs and Labrador, I'll have you know. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't, he, don't try and get me to make names up on the spot. That's not a strong point. He's not well, good. Ben and I's dog's name is Doug. Yeah. And he is a 
boxer. Oh, there you go. There you go. So I've got dogs with a lot of people around town. Guys. <laughs> and he's got illegitimate children and dogs. Uh, but So we went over to uh, the friends of ours place with the dog and um, the backyard we thought was fine for the dog to run around in, but I had a little hole in the fence that he managed to get through to the neighbour's property. And so I was like, well, this isn't good. He's over at the neighbour's place. <laughs> They're like inmates. They'll always find the escape <laughs> hole, weren't yeah. they, dogs? So I went over, I was like, I'll jump the fence and, and try and get the dog back. And the dog was thinking, well, this is fun. This is like a fun little game. We can play together. We can run around. I was like, oh, God, here we go. You're like, this is not a fun game. This is trespassing. <laughs> this is like this hurry up and get back. So the dog got quite excited. You've seen my dog, guys. He's a bit of a doofus. He gets quite excited. And yeah. If your dog could talk, he'd be like, hello. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? I'm oh, over here. Here we go, here we go. Um, <laughs> it's like everyone after about four to six drinks. <laughs> yeah. And so they had like a portable uh, sort of washing line outside the neighbour's place. And so he decided to take a pair of underwear, or the ladies' underwear, off that line. He stole think, a pair of panties. Think it was a game. Like, well, here we go. We'll try and get this back as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm chasing... He's setting you up for a big fall here. I'm chasing a dog around someone else's lawn with a pair of with some undies of the lady that lives at this property. Uh-oh, not not again. So finally got the dog ran back, back to the other property, still with the undies, back to the friend's place at the end, and they finally got the dog. But then, of course, we had this underwear, this underwear that we, I was like, well, we need to return this. this <laughs> no, I can't just, well, no, I reckon your option Uh-oh. there would have been to steal it. If yeah. there's an option of having to hand back underpants to a stranger or steal them, take them every time. But or like, put them in the letterbox. Well, that's even weird. Is that weird? <laughs> yeah, because then they'll be like, what savage took my underpants off my clothesline and put them in my letterbox? And what did the lady say when you gave them well, back? Well, as soon as I went around, with the dog, I tried to explain it, took the dog, Amanda sort of made me do it, and then... Um, yeah, it was just an odd conversation where she was kind of like, Ooh. I kind of felt like I'd stolen them and I'd made up an elaborate ben. story and then it was kind ben. of like, I was regret, ben. but it was legit. Cut the crap, buddy. What? You're a panties dealer. <laughs> no, we not. all know it. And although it's one of his favourite hobbies, long walks along the beach, <laughs> some fitness and stealing underpants. Sometimes those things go hand in hand when no, you have to run away from the owners of the underpants. Ben came to my house once, had a clothes horse out. <laughs> <laughs> Next morning, I went to go get my... 17 pairs of underpants disappeared. <laughs> went to go get my favourite black nana panties. And he took them off no, my washing that's line. that's not true. You're it's true. He stole the Spanx from my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? We've had a text to 3343 and said, Ben, stop. You know what? Oh, 800, no, Ben. don't do this. Text to 3343. Has Ben stolen your underpants? <laughs> has no, Ben we, stolen your we're panties? We're better than this. I was going to do a thing. What has a do- an animal no, stolen? No, it's time we expose you mm. for the panty thief that you are. <laughs> okay, come one, come all. Has Ben taken your <laughs> no. smalls off your washing line? Have you caught him in the act? We, we would like to know right now. Oh, 800, true. Edge. Text to 3343 right now. Yeah. Uh, Chang, we don't says, need the sexy music either, mate. A, a Texas says, <laughs> guilty. Ben uh, brought his dog around to my house, but it was Ben's mouth. I found my G-banger. <laughs> You're using the dog as a front, buddy? Okay. Oh, look, it's the phone right. lines have already blown up. Hello, The Edge. Has Ben taken your underwear? So I was uh, actually just out on a night out, um, you know, doing my thing, having a few beers, and yeah. I got uh, approached by Ben. Oh, you know, I'm quite... Uh, Quite a suspicious-looking character, so he came up to me and thought that I'd, uh, you know, want to get involved in some uh, undie stealing. He was wearing this big trench coat. He had a trench uh, he coat on. Trench coat to, he, he opened up the trench coat to reveal about ten pairs of undies that he reckoned Ten pairs from, of... Uh, oh. and it, it was he like, hey, mate, you're in the market for some underpants? Underpants, underpants, I've got all sorts of underpants. <laughs> he, he actually just wanted me to help him steal more. Oh, <laughs> Ben. He was trying to build a catalogue full of undies. Oh, <laughs> this is just... 
How dare you? This is why we short this persisting with this. Mate, this is the phones are blowing up, Ben. We've never had anything more more successful than this. Lisa, what was your experience with Ben the panty stealer? So I work at um, Ben Don at Laundry, and uh, Ben is quite a frequent visitor. And I've often seen him just kind of sneak a couple of couple of undies in his, in his pocket. But I don't want to be like awkward and embarrass him because obviously everyone in the shop will know who he is. So I just kind of like secretly let it go. <laughs> Are you at the yeah. outlet store? Yeah. You're there, yeah. They're already discounted underpants, Ben. <laughs> You're taking discounted underpants. Oh, Lisa. I'm not taking any underpants. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Now, Ben, I don't even know how you did it. But at the start of this break, I was wearing underpants. <laughs> Sharon was wearing underpants seven minutes ago. <laughs> no. That's how good he no. is. <laughs> That's how good no. he is. I don't know how you did it. You don't but even you... feel him taking them. <laughs> can you give them back? Cause... He's like dynamo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dynamo of underpen thieving. How does he do it? It's a miracle. Now, not... yours, have you still got yours on? Might have disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Poof. <laughs> he's, a, he's a miracle worker. Uh, look, can we wrap this up, guys? Thank you for... Well, you know what, Ben? It's okay, because you always give them back after. But can you please make sure you... Yeah. Okay. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Now, Ricky, our web guy's in uh, with us. Uh, Ricky, it's been a tough, tough sort of 24 hours for you, hasn't it? Like the worst start of the week. (laughs) Now, we've got Ricky in here because uh, we'll just, we'll let you behind the scenes. On Friday, our boss Ryan came in and uh, he asked Ben, Sharon and myself a question if any of us wanted to be the face of a campaign uh, for a certain strain of STI. And he was serious, like it's a problem in the community. And um, we were keen as to encourage people to get STI checks. Yeah. But because it was a particular STI that none of us had had, we were like, eh, it probably doesn't make sense. Doesn't us really being make, yeah, it doesn't make us sense being on it. Yeah. So, Jono, just being the uh, the wacky guy that he is, decided to do a funny gag, didn't you? So, I got Ricky, our web man, uh, out of the office. I was like, oh, can you do a joke one where you've just photoshopped Sharon and Ben onto the poster <laughs> for this particular disease? Send that out. CC Ryan and the boss, it'll be a hell of a so time. So who were you hoping that Ricky was going to send this, this Photoshop work oh, to? Just the three of us, three of us and our boss so Ryan. The people that knew about the, the conversation, the context of this conversation. Yeah. So it turns out... So Ricky, Ricky at that stage, I, how were you no, with us? I, I misheard it because I thought you said send it to the edge and CC and Ryan. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what he did. So he sent it to everyone on the group email, which is like we're talking 40 people, these spanning from interns to upper management. Like the CEO of the company is in this group email. So they all get it. I must admit I was a little miffed. It's <laughs> 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 your idea. It was my idea, but I was a little miffed when it had gone out to the whole company. <laughs> Were you miffed because nobody laughed? Well, no one had got the joke. No <laughs> <laughs> one got the joke. And it's a pretty, like, a twisted joke to start off with. So people actually thought this was real and had emailed uh, Ben and myself saying, good on you guys, it's so brave of you. Um, and we had to then say that it was Jono doing a wacky joke. So uh, w- we thought we'd punish you. Well, you thought you'd punish Ricky today. Well, no, because then yesterday morning, Ricky and myself got an email from our boss, Ryan, just said, I need you to come and see me about this prank first thing in the morning. Okay, so Ricky, what was going through your head? I'm not. See, you guys play pranks on each other all the time, but I'm not used to it. I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. <laughs> oh. I was so scared. I even came up with a game plan of what I'd do in case I got fired today. I was like, oh. I was like getting a flight home. 
Ricky, you're the, see, Ricky's the nicest person. Ricky is the nicest person. No, 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 no. Don't say he's the nicest person. Last week he didn't invite us to his birthday party. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I feel, the like, I feel like this is calmer <laughs> oh, okay. a little bit. <laughs> so then, sorry, you knew John at the stage that Ryan was, yeah, was Ryan, joking. Right, because I emailed Ryan back. I was like, he's serious. And he's like, no, I'm not. But we're going <laughs> to do a joke on Ricky. So then uh, as soon as I got to work today, Ricky and me were called into Ryan's office. So, yes, yeah, sorry, dude. Look, I've just been on the phone to our HR department for most of the morning with emails back and forth. On that email chain, um, it goes to people outside of the edge. So they've taken it really badly. Um, seriously, they're talking to me about letting people go, like, that serious. But, yeah, obviously we didn't want it to be sent out to mm. the whole group. At this point, Ricky's name's on it. Yours isn't. Okay. Conversation maybe for you guys to have. Right. Who am I taking with me for this HR meeting? Because it's not probably looking very good. Okay. Um, like they're, they're talking about making an example. Right. I'm going to leave because it, yeah. I'm going to be okay. a witness right. to something that I don't need to be. Right, okay. And you guys can tell me what you want to do. So uh, Ricky and myself, we were left in the office alone. <laughs> Okay, it was this point, and it was this point where you are such a dick, Jonathan. Yeah, it was at this point where this is the conversation that ensued. Well, what the? F- this is not fun. I've got a mortgage. Are you able to take the hit? Now, can you take the hit? I'll sort you out later. Surely, if you get fired from here, you've still got John and Ben. So, I mean, you're, well, that's the thing, I mean, you're doubling up now. Yeah, but I could... So you're I down could... to one, but you still got one. Whereas yeah. if I take the hit, I'm one to none. Yeah, but I can get your job over at telly, <laughs> doing social stuff. But then what about Ollie? Well, I just have to let Ollie go. <laughs> or sort something. Yeah, but... Said Ollie. I can't lose this job, dude. Like, you can do other web stuff. Surely we can just both go. <sighs> So, Ricky's going to go. Well, I don't know if that's the exact conclusion <laughs> Ricky's going to. He's sort of saying he was 70%. It's his fault. Because, <laughs> no, 70% my fault. <laughs> <laughs> He's joking. <laughs> so I want to apologise to Ricky. He's the nicest guy in the office. Can we also just point out that while this cruel and nasty prank was going on, Ben and I were going on a sushi date getting some miso soup <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. had nothing to do with oh, it. We had a lovely time out. We yeah. <laughs> so sorry for the workplace bully. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge.